This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moyes stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield down on the opening day of the Premier League. One two wicket from the. Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round to Heya. 2 0 Huddersfield town. 2 0 Huddersfield town. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! And Tommins scores! Tommins has scored! One of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history! De Plattras forward! De Plattras got the better! Yes! And Laurent De Plattras scores! Laurent De Plattras scores! Just hold on, we're going home ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the warm-up episode 36. Home is where we want to be and after 533 days, the John Smith Stadium will welcome back fans as Huddersfield take on Fulham this Saturday. Joining me, your host, Brady Frost, to preview the Terriers' first home game of the season is the man who's got a few home truths when it comes to talking about town. It's my co-host, Josh Phillips. Josh, how are you, mate? Very good, mate, thank you. Still uh, still on holiday, having a bit of a break from the sun to do this. So, Not to make you I mean, that does make me jealous quite a lot. But uh, we were commenting before we started recording. Uh, you've gone for the uh, the Jack Grealish. Um, was it? Is it a Josh Phillips original? Or is it a Jack Grealish original? Yeah. So I, I was doing it before it became popular, and it just looked a mess. But now he started doing it. It's sort of brought into style a bit. So I'm pretty happy that he's done that for me. There you go. There you go. It's all about the brand, mate. All about the brand. Anyway, joining Josh and I is someone who can start calling this podcast his home because he's uh, made quite a few appearances now. It's Mr. Tom Bradshaw. How are you, Tom? Not bad, Brady. Hopefully I'm becoming a bit of a cult hero. I think so, mate. I think yeah. so. You've got, you've got the kit on as well. That's always yeah, good. Exactly. you always got to wear the blue and white for this. Yeah, you've got the memo <laughs> about the hats as well. So Yeah, I'm just... looking like you as much as I can today. And that's always going to go down well, mate. Exactly. Maybe not for people looking at us, but for me, certainly so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into this. Uh, so, Josh, uh, it's time for Trash Talk. 
if you are listening, you will hear a new jingle being played right now. Oh, just sell it down, play on. Can we sell it down? So yeah, trash talk this week. Uh, you, you could say it's a difficult one, but we'll see how you get on. So I'm going to ask one of you to name as many Fulham players from the 2010 Europa League final uh, between Atletico Madrid and Fulham, which Fulham lost 2-1, Atletico Madrid. So I'm going to ask you to uh, auction between you who can name the most. And then when one of you says to the other one, you cannot name that many in 30 seconds, then that person has to try and name that number. So um, I'm including first 11 players and the seven substitutes. So uh, Brady, let's start with you. How many do you think you can name? I think Tom's face said it all then. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really sure with this. I think I could probably name two. Two? Tom? Yeah, I'd, I'd actually say, no, I'd say I could probably name two, maybe three at a push, but I think two. You're gonna go. You're gonna go for three, or you're gonna tell Brady, ask Brady to name two. Go on, I'll I'll try for three. Let's try it. Brady, can you name four, or do you think he's talking trash? Uh, I think I can name four actually. Go on then, Brady. Tom, can you do five, or you're gonna call him out on the four? I'm calling him out on the floor because I can. I I was lucky to think of two. I think. So Brady, when I start the clock, you'll have thirty seconds to name as many of the Fulham starting eleven and seven substitutes from the 2010 Europa League final as you can. Are you ready? Uh, as ready as I will be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Time starts now. Bobby Zamora. Yes. Clint Dempsey. Yes. Uh, Damien Duff. Yes. One more needed. 27. Um, Brett Hangeland. Brett Hangeland, I'll give you that. It's near enough. <laughs> yeah. Brady, you've smashed it there, mate. That's, that's the, the uh, four. That's, that's, the, right. that's the same four I think I had Brady as well. I was a bit oh. uncertain on Damien Duff, but I vaguely remember him playing yeah, in that final. Yeah, had Damien Duff, Zoltan Gera. Danny, said Danny Bell. Oh, Danny Murphy playing that as well. I once got a flight, the same flight as Danny Murphy. I'm sure that's a fun story. That's pretty much where it ends. I'm sure he remembers it. Yeah, memory I'll take for the rest of my life. So who, who, was, the, who, was, in the t- who was in the goal? Mark Schwarzer. Ah, yeah. I had Chris Kirkland in my head for some reason. They kind of looked similar, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Tall and lanky. David De Gea was in goal for Atletico. Really? Did Diego Forlan play in that? Yeah, Forlan and Aguero up front. Bloody hell. (laughs) And still took him for extra time. So, yeah. Roy Hodgson, manager, of course. So, probably Fulham's greatest moment, that, isn't it? Getting to that final. Yeah. Well, who knows? The greatest moment might be playing us this weekend. We'll see. Um, (laughs) So, we'll move on to to Fulham, uh, to a bit of Fulham insight. Um, Shall I just jump in here a little bit? Um, I think... I watched a bit, me and you were having a bit of a conversation, Tom, uh, a couple of days ago after after their match, but um, they drew one all with, with uh, Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough. Um, seemed to dominate possession, really, um, which is no surprise given the quality of their, their players. Um, 
I wouldn't if we're looking ahead to this game, I'd expect the same. Um, even though we're a possession or we're trying to be a possession based team, I just think they've got um, so much, you know, so much quality that that's much better than us. So I think we'll really struggle. But I wanted to read out the bench. This is always a classic thing to show show the uh, the level of quality we're talking. Okay. So their bench at the weekend uh, was Marek Rodak, goalkeeper, Alfie Mawson, John Michael Siri, Bobby Dukova-Reed, Joe Bryan, Ivan Cavallero and Abubakar Kamara. How many of them would be first team in town? Yeah, just uh, just madness, really. Although, uh, I'll come to you, Tom, because, again, we, this is something we were talking about. Um, I have my doubts about Marco Silva. Um, and so do you. Do you want to kind of take it away? Yeah, I just I don't. I wasn't. I want to. I wasn't too impressed with the game. I've, I mean, I've, they've they've got a lot of quality, but I think it's, it's similar to. I, I don't think Park was a terrible manager, but I've always fought with Fulham. They've always got probably one of the best teams in the league, and apart from uh, the lad who's at Sheffield United now, I, I thought he's a good manager when he was there, but. Um, I just don't think Silva is actually that good of a manager. He had a really good go with Hull for a season. And then everywhere else he's gone has been a bit... Um, he did kind of all right at Watford, but ended up basically messing them about and going to Everton, didn't do anything there. So I personally think... I don't know, it's going to be a tough game, but with him in charge, I, I think they're going to... They'll, I think they'll be up there next season, but I don't think it'll be as plain sailing as potentially on paper the squad looks like it should be. I agree. I think Parker, for me, was is a better manager than, than Silva. I know um, uh, Silva's managed in the higher league, but like you say, he's got his head turned and I just wondered if it starts going well for Fulham. If, again, we've seen him jump ship, um, but we will see. Josh, what about yourself? Um, obviously, you're closer to, to Fulham than me and Tom, I think. Geographically. Well, definitely for me, not sure about Tom, but uh, what do you make of, uh, of Fulham? Well, I think it was a bit of a strange one last season because it always seemed to me like they would get relegated. It was a bit inevitable, but along the way, they, they showed quite a lot of fight um, and their approach to games was was very positive. Um, Scott, Scott Parker, as you said, he had him playing some really nice football at times and I think it's fair to say the, the results didn't, Weren't, weren't what the performance has deserved at times, but obviously it's a results business, so um, they rightly got relegated. But in appointing Marco Silva, they're, they're going to look to continue playing that style, I think. Um, he had a impressed, didn't he, when he first came to this country with Paul um, and Watford, um, but obviously failed at Everton. And uh, after a couple of years out of the game, he'll be looking to uh, rebuild his reputation, but there's no guarantees with Marco Silva um, as the appoint, appointed as manager. Um, and I think, yeah, the jury's out, really. It'll be a um, big season for him and Fulham. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'll, I'll come to you, Josh, actually, because we always pick out a key player. Um, who do you think, who is your key player for, for Fulham in this game? Well, I'm going to go for Harry Wilson. Um, he scored in his debut against Middlesbrough. Uh, just signed for £12 million from Liverpool. He's obviously impressed at uh, Bournemouth and Cardiff. Um, and I think he'll be a real threat to us. Um, he'll probably play on the right. 
So if we if we line up with the same system as we did the other day, it's going to be uh, Colwell or uh, Sob Thomas having to track back and uh, keep tabs on him. But I think he'll be very dangerous. Um, and obviously, he'll be supplying Mitrovic in the middle. I'm sure one of you two will say Mitrovic. So thought it would be different and go for Wilson. Well, Tom, have you gone for Mitrovic? Yeah, I have got him written down because I thought from uh, when they played Borough, he he didn't look as sharp as he usually is. And if he's on it, and because I think there was definitely two chances in that game where you think he should be at least getting it on target and he didn't. Um, if he's on it, they're laughing, aren't they? Because he, he is a top quality striker, especially in this league. He almost puts them in for fun. So, um, yeah, and with adding Wilson into that squad, it is, it's insane looking at that squad. 12 million for him as well. It's like they're the only really the team, only real team in this league that's actually kind of splashed some cash in it, really. Um, they've got the backing, they've got the players. Yeah, it's, for me, it's whether Silver can kind of pull it out and get them playing. It's a difficult leading at the league, the championship. So we'll see. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I didn't pick Mitrovic or Wilson uh, just because I thought you guys would do that and you have done. Um, I mean, it's hard to, like you say, Mitrovic scores league and goals for fun. 20 goals pretty much every season he's in the championship. Uh, and then a bit of a bit of a yo-yo player. Can't seem to quite do it in the, in the Premier League. But um, yeah, same with Harry Wilson. Obviously, any free kicks we give away, uh, I think we're going to be a bit nervous. But I, I've, uh, I've gone for Josh Onema. Um, I think he's a good player at this level. He didn't really play loads in the Premier League, but um, I think he's really good at carrying the ball and he's, he's quite a tall midfielder. And I, I, to be honest, I think if you put him in this town side, you know, people, it just adds so much. And he's a fantastic player and not one of the bigger names. Um, so I've got a friend who came from Spurs, you know, quite highly rated. Not, maybe not lived up to that reputation, but he's 24. Um, so still quite young, you know, still got a lot of potential. And he got the assist for Harry Wilson, although you'd mainly say that goal uh, that Wilson scored is, is mostly his work. But uh, yeah, he's the one I picked out. Um, but uh, Tom, I'll, I'll go the other way around now. Um, this is a Huddersfield Town podcast. So who's the Huddersfield Town player that you've picked out? Let's start talking about Town. Come on. Yeah. So I, I didn't I didn't go on Saturday, but I watched the extended highlights. Um, I was actually quite impressed from what I saw. I know you can't always go off the highlights because it, it cuts it into chances and key moments, but I was quite impressed with what I saw. I, I don't think that Derby team was as bad as what everyone thought it was going to be, especially when you think we had, was it four players out with the with COVID and Carlos, which is going to kind of mess everyone's psyche up a little bit. Um I've gone for Pearson as town's key player because the one thing that I did see that was a bit shaky and I thought Derby, where Derby got most of their chances from on Saturday was um, us playing it out from the back and giving it away. And I think if Pearson and Colwell looked all right at that, but Pearson and Saar, you never know with Saar, do you, who you're getting, but Pearson, if he stamps that out, you've got to have two of those three being able to play out from the back at least. You can't have two of the three not being able to handle it. So I've gone with Pearson as our key player for Saturday. Yeah, that matchup between him and Mitrovic, I think they'll, uh, it'll be an old-fashioned yeah. uh, tussle. That's, that's the say, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Josh, what about you? Who have you gone for? 
Well, the obvious one is uh, based on Saturday's game would be Sober Thomas, wouldn't it? But uh, I don't think we're going to have much of the ball in, in the attacking third. So he won't have as much chance to do um, what he did on Saturday, which was very, very impressive. I'm sure we'll come on to him uh, a bit later. Uh, so for me, I've gone for defender as well. Uh, I've gone for Naby Sarr. He had a good game on Saturday. Um, one thing he's always struggled for uh, in his time at town has been consistency. Um, so let's see now, can he put two good performances together? We'll need him to, uh, up against Mitrovic, as we talked about. Um, so for me, it's going to it's going to be about, um, as negative as it sounds, it's going to be about stopping Fulham scoring um, based on the quality they've got. And I think a draw will be good for town. So the key for us will be uh, stopping Fulham scoring. And therefore, my key player is Naby Sarr. I think these are great points. And my pick is very... Um... Maybe not the most positive going forward, but uh, what I who I've highlighted is, you know, uh, the odds are against us. You're going into war, if we want to use the, the war metaphors. Who do you want? You want Jonathan Hogg. You want Jonathan Hogg to kick people, to get in people's faces and make them scared to do stuff. And uh, obviously, I'm kind of joking and putting Hogg... Um, just as basically a bruiser, um, which we know he can do. But to be fair, last last season under Corran, uh, improved his game quite a lot, I think. Um, I, I initially doubted him. I thought he'd be one of those players that struggled to make the change. But um, he's quite good with his passing. He's improved a bit. Not the best passer we have in the team, but um, I think he's going to be really key um, to, to stopping Fulham, but also to helping build the attacks. Um, so I, I've gone for, for Jonathan Hogg. Um, but yeah, it'll be nice to... Um, I am going to the game on Saturday, uh, so it'll be nice to see him in the ground, either getting in someone's face or messing up something and blaming another player for it. Um, I think I've missed that. So, yeah, I've gone for Jonathan. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to play another jingle that you guys can't hear, and that's going to happen right now. We've literally lost to a pub side. Uh, yep, so that means it's time for the view from the other side. Earlier, I caught up with Joe Samson from the Fulham podcast Fulhamish uh, to hear what he made of the match uh, last weekend and what he makes of this game, and here's what he had to say. Fulham marked their return to the Championship with a one-all draw against Middlesbrough. How did they get on and what were your thoughts on the match? So yeah, Fulham started the season with a 1-1 draw against Middlesbrough on Sunday, and um very strange game, a typical sort of championship encounter against a Warnock team. Big, physical, hard to play against. Uh, first half, I think we started off and you could see a few jitters in the team. Um, you could see that we were a bit nervous. Maybe that was with playing in front of fans for the first time in a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got going. We started to play some good football. We started to create a few chances around the half hour mark. And then Harry Wilson scored a cracking goal, um, which I'm hoping we'll see a few more times this season. Um, second half continued to create and continued to dominate the ball and then with Borough's first real chance the sucker punch came and it was so disappointing because same old story really we had we've had quite a few games like this and it happens when you're without being cocky one of the better teams on paper in the division teams come just try and hang in there and then grab something on the break and Borough to be fair to them did it to perfection but I was happy with what I saw in terms of the attacking play. It was far more exciting than we've seen from Scott Parker. A lot of uh, focus on getting the fullbacks forward, right to the byline, overlapping runs, crosses into the box, and just more bodies in the box in general, which was nice to see. But 
Um, a good start in terms of the performance. Obviously, the result was a little bit frustrating, but I'm hoping that we're going to continue to um, to grow as a team and Marco Silva will continue to get his ideas across to us. After the opening game, are you still feeling confident about promotion for Fulham this season? Yeah, despite not winning the game uh, on Sunday, I'd say I'm still very confident of promotion. I think the squad on paper speaks for itself and we may lose a few. Um, there's rumours that one of our midfielders, Anguissa, seems to be on his way out. He wasn't in the squad and there was no mention of injury on Sunday. Um, it's it's a very strange situation because I'm sure you'll relate as Huddersfield fans. We're not used to being the favourites. Um, we're used to being the underdog. It was certainly that case in the Premier League last season. Um, but I'm still confident. It all comes down to the same issue for us. Um, and that is being clinical in front of goal. Um, didn't create as many clear-cut chances as we'd have liked on Sunday, but the ones that we did, we, we didn't take. And that cost us last season. Um, and we need to make sure it doesn't cost us again this season. But we should get a few more bodies in, I'd hope, um, especially in midfield. And when we've got our full-strength 11 back, you'll notice that we played a few youngsters on Sunday um, to replace some of our maybe first-teamers. I'm definitely confident that we've got a team capable of getting top two. Marco Silva is now in charge of the side. How did you feel about this appointment and um, what have you made of him so far? I appreciate it's still early days. Marco Silva was a bit of an unexpected appointment in my eyes. I wasn't a name I saw coming and it came very much out of the blue and then it, and then it was a done deal. But all, all the signs seem to be that he's really re-energised the squad. Um, we've obviously got players that were almost discarded Last season, when we got up to the Premier League, we've got um, an array of players, some of which were Premier League quality, some of which are coming back in from loans. And he seems to have brought them all together really well. Um, and he seemed to have got his ideas in terms of our attacking play through to them so far. It's also great that he's brought back fan favourite Louis Boamorte as his assistant. Um, but I think it's a very good match because Marco Silva, um, obviously his reputation in England took a bit of a knock after his job at Everton. Um, he needs to get back to the Premier League just as much as we need to. So I really do feel it's a, possibly a match made in heaven, but obviously we'll wait to see if that comes to fruition. Harry Wilson made a positive start to his life at Craven Cottage with a goal on his debut. What did you make of that transfer? And are there any other signings you've been particularly impressed with? I was really impressed with Harry Wilson's debut on Sunday. He was very dangerous. He looks like a winger that can make stuff happen. He's always looking to come inside and get a shot away or feed someone in with a through ball. And his goal was fabulous. It was really confident. And as soon as he got the ball outside the box, he just knew that he was going to go for goal. Um, and it was amazing to be back at a ground, by the way, and actually celebrate a goal in person. It's been, for me, it's been since February 2020 and it's just amazing to be back. But very impressed by Wilson. The only other new arrival we've got other than Wilson is uh, Gazaniga. Um, who started in goal and it was a bit of a surprise actually for me. I thought that Rodak would start. He was our goalie last time he went up. Um, trying to think from a Huddersfield fan's perspective, you'll probably remember him from our 3-2 win over you uh, just before the season stopped. Um, must have been early February in 2020, I think, and we won 3-2 and uh, we were really hanging on at the end. I remember Carl and Grant was causing us loads of problems and Rodak's making save after save. Um, so from a Fulham perspective, brilliant. Um, but yeah, I was thinking that Rodak would come back in. You know, he's been given the number one shirt this season. 
But Gazaniga came in and oh, I just can't really comment on him because Borough had one shot on target and it went in and I've got no complaints. It was a very good shot right in the corner. Couldn't have expected him to save it in my opinion. So I would imagine he'll keep his place for the foreseeable future. I can't see him being dropped after that game. I don't think there's any need to, but very interesting that he was favoured. Um, that's all our business so far. We're being linked with a young striker from Brazil called um, Rodrigo Muniz who Burrow were linked to as well, um, hoping that he comes in sooner rather than later, as Mitrovic looks a bit sluggish on Sunday. Um, he's probably the leanest I've ever seen him, but in terms of his fitness, it still doesn't seem to be quite there. So those are our rivals so far. I'd imagine both to be involved in the game next Saturday. How do Fulham fans feel about this match? Is it seen as an easy three points, or do you think you'll struggle in your first away match of the campaign? I think a lot of fans are just seeing this game as oh my God, I can't wait to go to an away game. And I'm not going myself. Um, I'm not going to this one, but I know that a lot of my friends are really excited to be back at an away ground, make a whole day of it, so excited. And I think with all due respect to Huddersfield, a club that I like and respect, um, a lot of fans are seeing this as possibly one of the easier end of games. We know there's no easy game in the championship and especially away from home. I know that you guys are going to make a very good atmosphere, especially with that section that you've got um, in the end behind the goal next to the away fans I know that it'll be a tough place to go um, but I think that a lot of fans have thought this is the more favourable on paper of our fixtures early on um, especially with we've got to go to the Den soon we're playing Stoke Middlesbrough teams that you'd expect to be up there and um, I'm not sure what expectations are for Huddersfield fans this season but obviously last year wasn't great for you guys so um, I, I think that it's going to be a tough one I, I, th- I, I would fancy us to to score, um, especially after what I saw on Sunday. So it's more a case of this time, can we you know, keep our concentration? Can we hang on in there? Because I thought we looked as dangerous as I've seen us in a while going forward. And I would expect us to cause you quite a few problems. But, you know, I, I never feel too confident going into an away game, to be honest. Maybe I've just been a Fulham fan for too long. Um, I do think this is one that we're, if we are to try and get top two, we need to be looking to get three points. So, Joe, what are you expecting from the game against Huddersfield? I'm expecting a similar performance to, to Sunday. I'm expecting us to dominate possession. I'm expecting us to to completely go for it, to be honest, and go there and, and try and get three points. Um, I'm expecting Huddersfield to start quite quickly because it's the first game back. With fans, you know, I'm sure they want to put on a... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good display and get a good result for you guys that are going to be back there for the first time in, a, in an awfully long time. I mean, 
Um, I know that we had a couple of games last season in the Premier League where a few fans were allowed in. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you guys got that in the in the Championship. I can't remember. There were so many rule changes that I'm not sure if the tiers allowed that for you guys. But, you know, I'm sure it will be a sold, sold out full house um, and a big atmosphere. Uh, but I'm expecting us to, to come on strong. Um, I'm thinking that if you guys do go for it, that will probably play into our hands a bit. I know we struggled a bit with how tight Middlesbrough were on Sunday. Um, a low block, quite hard to break down. Um, I think our team really suits if we are playing on the break. I know that that's not how we're going to play. We're not going to sit back, but I think that the space would really play into our hands. So I'm, I'm expecting a tough game, but I'm expecting um, another good performance from us, I hope. <laughs> and finally, how do you see the game going and what's your score prediction? In terms of a score prediction, um, I'm going to have to back Fulham. I, I was impressed with what I saw the other day, and I think that on another day, we could have beaten Middlesbrough 2 or 3-0. Um, and it was just a case of taking our chances when they came. So I'm, I'm going to back Fulham. I'm going to back us to win to win 2-0. I don't think it'll be an easy game, but I think it'll be one where we can hopefully start to, to see Marco Silva's football in fruition. And um, wish you guys all the best of the season. Always like, I've always liked Huddersfield. Um, and I'm hoping that you guys do okay. I've seen a few people tipping them to be in and around relegation I hope that's not the case so um, best of luck to you guys for the season and hopefully see you for the return fixture whenever that is Okay so we've heard from Joe uh, interesting stuff um, yeah uh, I'd love to be a Fulham fan given all the quality he was talking about um, but we'll move on we're on to a new section called Back in Time A backpack um, full of memories Josh take us away Right, so it's just basically, we're going to go back in time as the title suggests and take a look at the previous meetings between Town and Fulham. So we've played each other 70 times and the wins are very even, 26 for Town, 28 for Fulham, and there's also been 16 draws. Uh, but looking back through the history books, it's, it's important to note that a lot of those games were played when Fulham were in the lower leagues um, and they're not the, not the, the club that they are now um, after the rise up the leagues in the late 90s which saw them, you know, become what they are today. Um, and that's important to note because Town have only won one of the last 15 meetings with Fulham. And that's stretching back to the late 90s, as I said. <laughs> um, I picked out a few notable meetings between the sides. Uh, the first one is Fulham 3, Town 0. And that was in May 2000. And Town needed a result. I can't remember if they needed to win. I think it was uh, a win they needed to reach the playoffs. And it was a season after Town had sold Marcus Stewart and the wheels fell off. And uh, Lee Clark was on the score sheet for Fulham that day. So that was a day to forget in the capital for Town. Uh, and similarly, interestingly, the, the season got promoted in 1617. Uh, they batted us 5-0 at Craven Cottage and they beat us 4-1 uh, at the John Smiths. So it's a good job Reading beat them in the playoff semi-final because I'm, I'm sure we would have lost to Fulham in the final. And the third game I've picked out is um, Town 1, Fulham 0. I had to get a win in there, didn't I? And that was one of our only three wins in the 2018-19 season. It was on bonfire night, 2018. Christopher Schindler scored the only goal of the game. And uh, it gave us a bit of hope. Obviously, it turned out to be false hope, but hope nonetheless that we could uh, at least <laughs> scrape a few points together that season. And lastly, um, the last meeting between the sides was in February 2020, so just before 
the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Um, Fulham went 3-0 up after 30 minutes. And then Town through Emil Smith-Rowe and Steve Mounier pulled a couple back before half-time. But that was as good as it got for Town. We couldn't find that equaliser. Uh, Brady, I know you mentioned that you were at that game. Uh, I, I watched it. I wasn't at the game. I was at the one where Schindler, Schindler got the winner. Um, yeah, no, there's some some good memories there, Josh. I think you spot on, um, obviously, who cares now because we got promoted. But in that promotion season, we did get battered a couple of times, like quite heavily, um, full of on both ends. I remember Bristol, Bristol City with Tammy Abraham. I think they gave us a, a fraction as well. But um, yeah, no, the 3-2 um at Craven Cottage that was when we saw Emil Smith Rowe wonder what happened to him um and uh Steve Mounier obviously got on the score sheet um yeah it was funny because obviously we were 3-0 down um and I was saying before we started recording you know I know some people still talk about that game but we did lose it but it's a bit similar to the Bristol City game last season where I'm pretty sure we created loads loads of chances after that and we just couldn't get that um, get the equaliser so um, encouraging stuff and then obviously the whole world changed and we went into lockdown and then we came back and lost quite miserably to Wigan so um, yeah <laughs> uh, sorry I meant to cheer everyone up this is uh, but uh, well done for including a win in there Josh uh, Tom do you have any memories from uh, from any of those? Uh, that 5-0 away was one of the best days I've ever had <laughs> I don't know what it was about that season even though we because that was quite early on in the season, but there was just such a good spirit and town fans stayed pretty much all the away end was still full and we outsung the Fulham fans the whole game, even when we were 5-0 down. And I think that just epitomised that, like how much trust we had in that squad and kind of belief. And the rest is history, I guess, isn't it? And uh, yeah, obviously I didn't go to Derby, but how nice was it to like watch the game? How nice was it to just hear fans back? I know that's the yeah. the classic, but um, really looking forward to Saturday. You know, because I think, well, we'll come on to predictions, but I hope everyone's singing because I, I, I'm not feeling too confident about the result. <laughs> um, anyway, Matt has promised me he's going to do a jingle for this bit. It's the one that everyone likes, or the one that people accuse me of, you know, trying to rig. Uh, it's Return to the Mac. You should hear that right now. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. The Blacks has got the better yes! of <laughs> And Laurel the Blacks has scored! a good jingle oh I love it Tom love it it was good on it classic no it probably is the best one because I did the others in there um, let's just, <laughs> I'm not an audio producer um, Josh uh, who are you bringing back from the past for this one-off game against Fulham well the player I'm bringing back is based on the formation that we played at the weekend and I'm guessing that we will stick with it based on the personnel um, but for me, I'm not. I don't want to dig a guy out. But Ollie Turton didn't um, look that comfortable as a right wing back. So for me, I was looking for someone to come in and play that right wing back role. So I've gone for Tommy Smith um, for that exact reason. I think he'd do a very good job playing a right wing back. He'd, he'd get forward, deliver crosses, 
for you know Rhodes and whoever's up front with him, and also be very he'd be very strong defensively. Um, so for that reason, I'm going for Tommy Smith. That's a good shout. And all I will say is it's a good job Ollie Turton couldn't see your WhatsApp messages on Saturday. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I don't know if... Sorry, I know we're not a review show, but I kept getting nailed, I thought. Like, I don't know if he's had previous with Derby, but uh, I know he uh, he was probably lucky to stay on in hindsight, but I think uh, Derby gave it back. I, I, don't, I don't mean to be harsh to the guy. I just, I just think... I had to pick someone, didn't I? So I just think Tommy Smith is better than him. That's all I'm saying. That's fine. I, I'd love Tommy Smith back. I think we've said this before. I think Tom might have even been on one, but uh, yeah. I would I would bring Tommy Smith back. Always liked him. Uh, Tom, who are you going for? I've kind of gone similar thinking to Josh, but I've I've gone even more defensively, so we can basically go for a, a back five on the weekend. And I've 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 kind of swapped Thomas out for Chris Lover. Is oh, what, no. I'd, uh, what I'd who I'd bring back for the weekend. I know you'd lose that what Thomas is doing, but maybe put him somewhere else. But I just think. We're going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be difficult to kind of control what's going on. So I'd, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be getting as many defenders on as possible. <laughs> I think you're right there. I mean, Lowe was great. Always gave a seven out of ten. You know, just solid. I, I think we again another player we miss really. Um, although you know Thomas was good at left wing back, but yeah, I think that's that's a great shout. I've also gone, def- oh, gone, gone, Josh. Sorry. Sorry. Who do you guys think's better, Chris Lowe or Harry Toffler? Um, I think Toffolo's better as an attacking player. Yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. But I think Lowe, you, I don't know, a bit like Frank, but you knew what you were going to get every single match. So, like I say, seven out of 10, you know, never, never really let you down. So, I suppose it depends. That's a, that's a sitting on the fence answer. I suppose it depends what kind of style you're playing. But I mean, Toffolo, yeah, like going forward, um, beats Lowe hands down. But maybe we put that to a vote as well, as well as a return to Max, see what people think. Like it, Josh. Tom, what about you? Do you agree with me? I think you should. Cause that's the hey, nah, yeah, I think I do agree with you. I, I really rate Harry Toffolo, and especially going forward. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say um, Lover defensively all day long. Sorry, I feel like I've thrown us off course there, Brady. No, no, no. I do that all the time, mate. So you're more than welcome to. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. So my pick is is quite defensive. Um, I don't want to seem like I'm picking on this player. Um, but I uh, I wasn't filled with confidence uh, with Schofield in the in the derby game when I was watching it. Um, yeah, I think Nichols probably would have started as well. And I think given all the the unrest that happened, you know, prior to the game, I don't think that was maybe the best circumstances to come in. Um, so my pick, um, and I think this is quite a good one. But I've gone for Jonas Lossel. Um, I just always felt confident with him between the sticks, and I think. To be honest, in this game, the key, our keeper is going to be the busier keeper. Um, so I think you need someone who can you can rely on. For me, you could rely on Jonas Lossel uh, at Mitchelland uh, now. So I would have liked him to come back. Probably couldn't afford his wages, but um, yeah, no, I brought him back. Always, always liked him as a keeper. It reminded me. Uh, I said this to Matt. I don't know if he agreed, but when he first joined town, it reminded me of uh, Chesney at Arsenal, like a bit. You know, obviously Chesney's great at Juventus now, but. Still a little bit too cocky, but then seemed to rein it in. Particularly when that season we got relegated, um, I thought he was our best player that season. Kept us, you know, kept the score down a lot, and we we got a few batterings. So, 
yeah, I think that's going to be quite a tight one, Lance, in terms of the poll. So we'll see who comes out on top. I think Russell will take it. How do you yeah. think? Yeah. Oh, well, that's what Classic Brady. Classic Brady. I mean, yeah, I, w- I was thinking Danny Ward, but um, I should have really picked him for penalties because we know... Uh, yeah, true. On him. Uh, but anyway, uh, obviously... You, we're going to move on to you're the boss now, Carlos. Again, we we record at the time of recording. We don't know in terms of team news. We don't know if Carlos is going to be in the dugout. We don't know if the um, players who test positive will be in. Um, so it's a perfect time for you're the boss, really, because if Carlos is isolating, it paves the way for one of us to come in. Yeah, actually, they might listen to this and get one of us in. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'd like to think Danny Schofield listens to this and he's like, yeah, that's what I'm going to. Yeah, do. he's a good lad, Schofield. So I'm sure. I'm sure it'll give someone else another another crack at it. Exactly. So, seeing as you're uh, you're our guest, Tom, uh, we'll let you go first. You're the boss. Uh, yeah. I assume you'd be wearing the red cap in the dugout. Yeah, red cap, uh, full full kit as well to confuse the opposition. Lovely. I don't know if that's allowed. I might have to wear a bib, but we'll see if I can just like yeah, think there's an extra man on the pitch or something now and again. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, the worst thing they can do is, is tell you not to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Better, so, yeah, why not? Um, so, yeah, bearing in mind, this is the team you pick, uh, so not the team you think Carlos or Danny Scott. No. This is the team I'm picking and I'm I'm taking into consideration that I'm assuming we're not going to have the same players again because it's 10 days, isn't it, that they should be out for if they're following protocol. Um, yeah. Um, I suppose they took those tests on Friday. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think probably this is not podcast for us to uh, debate. But anyway, oh, I'm I'm just not going to use them for the okay. for the just to be safe, and I'm going with uh, so Schofield in the sticks, and then Cole Will and Pearson as a back three, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to put four in the middle. It's going to be Thomas, Hogg, Vallejo, and Turton. Mm-hmm. So Thomas and Turton kind of coming back as fullbacks. And Hogan and Vallejo playing quite defensively. And yep. then Sinani just in front of those two. And then Rhodes and Ward up front. Okay. So quite quite similar to uh, the Derby game, but I've dropped Hog, not Hog, uh, Holmes and um, High. I actually thought Scott High played quite well, but I just think Vallejo, someone with a bit more experience coming into this game, will um, be good. I think that's a good shout. And what, what did you make of um, Warden Rhodes as a partnership, Tom, on Saturday? I know you. Uh, do you know? I, I thought from what I saw, Rock Ward looked a lot more lively than last season. Even though he only played a few games last season, but he looked quite quick, quite sharp. Um, the thing with Rhodes is he, you've. I think if if Thomas, we had so many chances from crosses weren't didn't get on target and stuff so if if you can get him into Rhodes's head surely he's going to knock a few of those in so with Rhodes I think it's one of those if he if he starts scoring hopefully it'll get his confidence up and I think it's been knocked the last few seasons um maybe he's lost a bit of pace and he just needs to figure out another way to not that he had that much pace already but you know what I mean he needs to figure out another way to to get in those positions so I'm, 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 yeah, I think it's an all right front two, but it'd be nice to have someone a bit with a bit of pace up there, maybe as well. I think that's a good shout. Um, Josh, what about yourself? How, how are you lining up for this game? 
Well, so based on, as we said, the, the COVID players being still out, um, I'd keep the same formation, 3-5-2, uh, just because I couldn't drop Saar or Colwell. So I'd have Schofield in goal, Colwell, Saar, Pearson as the three centre-backs, uh, Turton on the right wing-back and Thomas left wing-back. And then I'd actually forgotten about Vallejo until you mentioned him there, Tom. I would have him in with Hogg. So sort of two screening players. And then in front of them, I'd have, I can't decide between High or Holmes. I think probably High, um, just because we'll need to be, uh, have a lot of energy in the field. Holmes obviously has energy as well, but High is just, it reminds me a bit of Lewis O'Brien off the ball at times. So yeah, High in there. And then I would have Karoma and Campbell up front. Uh, purely for the fact of that, of that high pressing game, it's, it doesn't really suit, definitely doesn't suit Rhodes. And Ward has been a bit ineffective, really. So I think Campbell just chuck him up there, let him run around, get a yellow card, give away a load of fouls. And then you've got Karoma as well, who's he's, he's good at pressing as well. And um, I think he's got to start. I, I don't know why he didn't start the weekend. He can definitely play up front. That was that was a mistake for me. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I hadn't started him. Actually, I've missed him out. <laughs> I've uh, I'd miss like you miss Vallejo, Josh. I've missed Karoma out. I totally forgot because he didn't play on. Uh, Saturday did well. Didn't start on Saturday. <laughs> it's you wearing that full kit, mate. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to do. <laughs> no, I think, I think that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good lineup, Josh. I, I've basically gone for the same three-five-two. I think again, that's dictated by um, by the positive tests. Um, so yes, go for the goal. Um, same back three: Colwell, Pearson, and Saar. I thought Saar had a good game actually. Um, in the centre, centre back obviously got the goal, but I thought in terms of um, He's playing on the ball as well. I know sometimes he can be a bit uh, error prone. I thought it was quite good. Uh, yeah, so my my five. I'm I'm actually sticking. Um, no, I'm not. I'm going Turton. <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, Turton is kind of your right wing back. Um, again, I would put Pippa in there, but he's still nursing a bit of a groin injury. Uh, I'm going for Hog because obviously he's my key player for this game. Uh, I think I get why you guys are playing Vallejo, and I do think he's. I do think he's. Um, like in terms of passing, I think he's great, but I think he's quite like slow and can get caught out. And I think when I look at Fulham's attackers, um, he's not the quickest, and I feel like they can nip the ball off him. So for that kind of energy, I, I have put High back in there, and I've, I've also kept Holmes um, as well. Um, I think Holmes, obviously returning to Derby, had um, maybe had a bit more motivation, but I think him playing in midfield, he was a lot better. Um, still not probably seen the best of him, but playing in the position he prefer to. I thought he was. I thought he improved a bit. Um, so yeah, I've gone for that. And then Thomas, obviously his set piece delivery. I thought he was. Um, I thought he was fantastic against Derby. Um, should have been giving him the ball more. He was screaming for it as well, um, which is what you like to see. And I agree with you, Josh. I've gone for Campbell and Karama up front. Um, I just think you spot on Campbell. I think it'd be a nightmare to play against, not because he's like a goal poacher, but he's just always up in your grill. He's always harassing you. And like you say, he's going to get his customary yellow card at some point. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good chat. And Karama, again, a goal threat. Um, the only person I can really see is getting goal threat, him and Thomas. But I do think I've been quite disappointed that Siani's only kind of come on for the last, like, couple of minutes in both games um i'd like to see him come on like maybe we're half an hour left obviously it depends how the game goes but you know we we've we've talked about it a bunch of times but town like creativity and for me he's 
you know, we need to see him. We need to see what he can do, get him playing. You know, you might not be up to fitness, but he needs some minutes. So, um, you know, maybe bring on half an hour to go. So we'll see how it pans out. But um, yeah, we'll kind of close with our, how you see the game going and your match predictions. But Tom, uh, how do you see the game going? And what's your score prediction, if you had to guess? Um, I, I think it's, it's, it is a shame that those four are out with COVID and then Pippa as well with injury because compared to last season, we've actually got depth, haven't we? We're, we're picking these teams now. And I'm kind of, yeah, if those five were available, you, you might even have uh, three different teams completely between us. So, um, But I think it'll be another classic, difficult Fulham, Fulham game and I've got a 3-1 Fulham win. <laughs> Let's <laughs> yeah yeah um, let's make let's let's focus on the positive there. Who you think is going to score for town? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Thomas to get his his first. Uh, is it he hasn't scored at home yet? Has he? Has he not scored at all? I don't think he scored yet. So, yeah, yeah. let's chance. go with Thomas with his first goal for town. Nice, nice. Focus on the positives. We'll see that on social media for the next week as well. Yeah. Uh, Josh, how do you see the game going? Are you are you predicting a win for town? Uh, not a win, not not that far. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we did lose three one um, or something like that. But uh, I think it's not the worst time to be playing Fulham, uh, new manager, and they're not used to winning games at the moment. So I think we can nick a one all draw, uh, and we're going to go for Karoma as the goal scorer. Lovely, lovely. I think uh, I think you're right, mate. Yeah, um, you know, obviously we saw how bad the relegation fallout was for us and new boss. So um, yeah, I like the positivity. I think I would snap your hand off for a one-all draw. To be honest, I think that'd be good. Definitely. Um, yeah, I. To be honest, I think if we're going to get any joy from this game and get a one-one draw or a draw, like you say, we need to copy what Borough did and just sit deep and maybe come out if there's still something in the game with twenty. 20 odd minutes to go. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we will do that. I think 3-5-2, you know, gives us a bit of support. But um, yeah, it's it's difficult. I think Fulham, you just look at the quality. Obviously, I, I read the bench earlier, but they've got to hurt us. You're just hoping, like say, Josh, that maybe um, they're not quite clicking into gear yet. So I've gone for a 2-1 defeat. Um, so a 2-1 Fulham win. I just think the quality is going to win out. But I could kind of see it them win. I think it could be quite a cagey game, especially, I know we haven't really talked about it, but the fans are back and I do think that'll be a big boost for town. Um, but I could kind of see them for them winning, but kind of in the last 10 minutes, I just think Collie will kind of get out there. But uh, I'm going to go for a Pearson header for the town goal. So he was pretty close against Derby, to be fair. Yeah, he uh, should have scored that. Yeah, he should have. Really. There was a few, there was him and I think did Rhodes have an, a chance quite close. There's, there's Thomas delivery though, beautiful. Oh, it's fantastic. Not since Gary Roberts seen that kind of delivery. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as you said to me, Tom, you know, we can um we can talk about tricky players all you like, but you know, having someone good at set pieces in any league is, is a danger. So it's um it's yeah. a real and now now I've got all these big lads. You never know, do oh. you? I think I think uh, from that borough game, Brady, like you just said actually, when it was I mean even when they were 1-0 up, Fulham seemed to still be going for it. And Borough's goal came from almost from a counter-attack. It was kind of like it, Fulham seemed quite um, 
empty at the back. They seem to get easy, easily a lot of space for us. So you never know if it's one all with 10 minutes to go. Who knows? You might be able to nick one with fans as well. So it'd be good, wouldn't it? Imagine that first first time back a win. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, regardless of the result, it's like the you talked about the 5-0 game where we get back, where we got battered, but you saw the good time. I'm just, you know, I know we're previous I'm just so looking forward to being back in the ground, going with my old man. Uh, finally, actually getting decent beer as well. Obviously, we're sponsored by Magic Rock. Yeah. Magic Rock's in the ground now. Can't wait for that. And uh, I can't wait to, you know, blame the referee and the linesman for everything. <laughs> regardless if it's right or not. So, <laughs> so we'll see how we get on. But yeah, no, um, cheers to everyone for listening. Cheers to Josh and cheers to Tom for coming on. And um, we will be back to preview the midweek game against Preston. And uh, Mr. Stephen Chicken will be joining us for that. So do make sure. So lovely stuff. All right. Cheers for listening, guys. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed for a win. Oh, what a night Late in May in 2017 Shinder scored, it was a heffing dream What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League Greatest sights in George's squared at sea. What an evening, what a night. Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence, and then the commentator yelled, He takes that chance. So safe him mesmerizing me Low, low charge and flattened all Chelsea Stanford Bridge, oh what a night Oh I, I got a funny feeling when he Yelled, he takes our chance. Oh, what a night! Oh, what a night! Oh, what a night! Oh, what a Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget, share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 